Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. bunch of stuff right here so I'm just trying to get situated um so let's just pray before we start so um father God we just love you and we thank you God for who you are God we thank you for your son Jesus Lord how you sent him Lord to die for us God and and we're forever grateful Lord for that Lord and so we pray right now Lord that we would just have open open ears God eyes to see ears to hear a heart that is open Lord and, and I pray that you would help us, Lord, to grow more in, in, in who you are, God, and what you've done for us, Lord. And so we thank you, we love you, and we bless your, your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we are going to be in the book of John, um, chapters. It's gonna, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit, but it's, it's going to be John chapter um, kind of, well, 13 through 17, but we're going we're gonna to skip around a little bit. Um, but... Aside from John, uh, one of the main texts that we're going to be looking at is in Hebrews. Um, how many of you guys know that the word is a double-edged sword? Sharper, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen? Um, if, if you can put that scripture up, um, because God began to, to show me how to dig deeper through the word. Um, so that I'm able to apply it to my life. And, and I believe that that's what we need amen we need to to not only read the word but to let it pierce our hearts um because that's what scripture is intended to do um it's it's intended to to not just read it and 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 just say okay what what can i do what can't i do um it's it's meant to do more than just that so that we actually apply it so we're gonna be um so if you could turn to uh hebrews um chapter 4 verse 12 And Brother Jesse did an awesome word. Let's give it up for Brother Jesse. <laughs> he, he preached on Wednesday. It was so awesome because he really dissected the word. And I feel like that's what God is calling us to do as believers, to dissect the word, to know what it is. Amen. And 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 how it applies to our, our life. And then we were on our way back home and we were listening to Pastor Sonny. And I was like, wow, God, you're so on time because he was in the book of John through like, I think he was from all the way till chapter 12 and he was talking about Lazarus right um and I was like how crazy because now I'm going into John 13 through 17 so I'm like god that's you <laughs> it couldn't have been me and 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 not only that is that he began to really deal with things in my heart that I didn't even know um things that I was like why do I feel this way or what's going on in my life and so um this is so let's read it. Hebrews 4, 12 to 13. It says, For the word of God is living and effective, and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the ideas and thoughts of the heart. And so this message is I I titled it the double-edged sword because now scripture, and it, oh yeah, you can go on through that one too on verse 14. <laughs> 
It says, no creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So this is talking about the role of scripture in our lives. This is talking about what, what is scripture supposed to do for us and, and, and what it's actually supposed to do. It's not, it's not a merely us reading it um, and, and just saying, I can do this. I can't do that because if we only narrow the gospel down to a list of do's and don'ts, we end up mutating the gospel just to Christian management behavior one-on-one, right? If that's what we really look, if we read a message or the scripture and it says, don't be angry. Okay. I can't be angry. (laughs) Like, no, if we really read it like that, then well, all we're going to come to the conclusion is what I can and can't do can't do and that's not what scripture is intended for this is and hebrews 4 12 through 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 16 is clearly what it's saying it's saying the word is sharper than any two double-edged sword it's supposed to it's meant to pierce the heart that's what it's meant to do it's meant to actually go through the darkest recesses of our life and expose and and expose us right that that's what scripture is supposed to do so what I want us to really, and I, and I, I've been praying. I really pray that when you, when we leave tonight, you're able to apply this to yourself because it would be no good if I just share something and, and you can't leave and actually apply that to your life. And, and so I want us to understand that the role of scripture is, is for us to, to begin to understand that, that it, ex, it exposes our sinful condition because even if you're saved, there's, our hearts are still wicked even if you're saved. So the gospel, what's the gospel? The good news. Everyone say the good news. The good news. We should all know that. <laughs> and, and so that, the gospel is the good news that, that, that God sent his one and only son to die on the cross for us. Right? Amen. So that we shall not perish but have everlasting life. This is the gospel. This is the good news. And sometimes what we end up doing is we think that the gospel is only for the non-believer. We think that, oh, well, my friend has a cussing problem. And so maybe I'm going to tell them, you need Jesus. Or, hey, you need Jesus. And this is why you need Jesus. And so then we begin to show them what the scripture does. Like, hey, you need Jesus because, you know, he can fill your heart and, and, and he'll forgive you of your sins. And, and, and that's all good, right? That's, that's truth. But then as you're a believer, sometimes you, we might think like, well, the God, I mean, yeah, I know Jesus died on the cross for me. Sometimes that be, that can become so like rudimental. It becomes so like, I know, I know, like an I know syndrome. And it's like, but do you really know like that power of what Jesus did? Not only for the non-believer, but even for you, because as believers, we still struggle. We still sin. We still fall short. There's things in our hearts that are still broken because that's humanity. We we are broken people. And, and so it's so important that we really understand that, that, that the role of scripture is number one is to expose the simple condition of our heart. It's not meant to just prescribe a new behavior. That's the number one. Just remember that. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's meant to reveal our brokenness and, and not only does it reveal our brokenness, but then it, it leads to as a result of us needing and depending on the work and person of Jesus Christ. Because scripture is, it might sound like, oh, scripture leaves you broken. <laughs> scripture leaves you naked and exposed. Because that's what Hebrews 
4, 12 through 16, it's saying it, it, it's meant to, to, to pierce the heart, to expose, but it doesn't stop just there. It doesn't stop just there. It Not only does it point us to where we're lacking, but it also points us to our need for a savior. And that's not just you needing a savior and you not being in Christ. In Christ, you need a savior. We need Jesus Every day, we need the power and the work and the what Jesus did on the cross. We need to rely on that every day. It, it's not a one-time thing, and so it does that. It does number one is it it exposes and it reveals our brokenness. Now, number two, like I was just saying, it points our hearts to our Savior. So we must remember we can't we can't limit Scripture to only those that are outside of the faith. Our hearts as believers, how many of you are saved in this place? Okay, our hearts as believers, we need to consistently be pointed back to the work of Christ. Um, it, in whom life alone can be found. Um, we can't ever outgrow it. We can't ever think like, oh, that's just for my friend. Because what happens when you're a Christian, you have a swearing problem? What happens when you're a Christian and you have a pornography problem? I'm being real. What happens when you're a Christian and you don't love people and when you, and you are serving and you don't love someone because those are real things. Those are real things. And guess what? When you read the scriptures in perspective of that, of knowing what's the scripture revealing about my heart, we begin to really realize how dark and wicked our hearts are, but it doesn't end there because Christ doesn't leave us like that. Aren't you glad? <laughs> He, he, he points us back to the redemptive work of Christ and what he did on the cross and how he broke his body and his blood was shed for us so that we have a way. He was the bridge so that we can have a way, so that we could have eternal life, salvation. Amen? Amen. And, and so instead of asking, and I, I mean, you don't have to answer, but when you really, when you read a passage, do you sometimes maybe ask the question, what is this passage? passage teach about what I'm supposed to do? Have you ever asked that question? Like, hmm, so what am I supposed to do? If I read, if I read, um, be kind and compassionate, forgiving one another, like Christ forgave me, that's Ephesians 4.32. If I read that, then I would probably get out of it of, okay, I have to forgive. Right? But then if I actually, if I ask another question, what does the passage reveal about my spiritual brokenness? And, and that requires the redemptive work of Christ, then I might start to dig a little deeper of, hmm, how come I can't forgive? How come I, I, I'm unable to do that? What is really in my heart that is preventing me to forgive somebody? And then so that's when the scripture starts to really dig in your heart and it begins to expose the things in our hearts that maybe I don't want to be wrong. Maybe I think I'm right. Now that that can be even more of okay. Maybe that's that's that can be a surface sin, right? Of like, well, maybe I just I, I don't want to do that. And, and and so you dig a little deeper. Maybe it's a pride issue, right? Now you're getting to the root of something. And so if you can, if you have a, a, a notebook or something, I, I think that this will really help you when you're reading your own, when you're reading in the word of God, because that's the word of God. The word of God is meant to expose our brokenness, but it leads us back to Christ. But ask yourself now, as you read the, the word of God, and I challenge you to ask, 
What does this passage reveal about my spiritual brokenness that requires the redemptive work of Christ? So, oh, oh, he, and he's kind of putting it up there. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> um, so this is the second question that, that, that we, this is the question we must ask. When, when, whenever you're reading scripture, the word of God, the role of scripture, that's what, to, that's what it's intended to do. Okay. And so, so now I'm God showing me this. Okay. So now I'm like, all right, God, I'm, this was maybe about a week and a half ago. And I opened my Bible and I started reading <laughs> and I came to John. I, I was reading in the book of John and, and I was reading in, um, John chapter 13, um, 34. And just to give you a little context and everything. So there's, this is kind of leading up to, you know, Jesus, he's going to get crucified. You know, he's talked to the disciples a little bit before and he's telling them about washing the feet. Um, he starts telling them, and predicting who's going to betray him, who's going to den deny him, and who's going to abandon him. Okay? And then uh, then he comes, so right after he's telling them these things, um, in John 13, 34, let's go ahead and, and turn to John 13, 34. So he starts telling them that I give you a new command. Okay? Um, he starts telling them, he says in John, um, 13, 34, he says, I give you a new commandment, love one another, just as I have loved you. You must also love one another by this. All people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. So I read that and I'm like, I know that God, <laughs> I know that, Lord. I, I know that you said to love one another. But then I, I begin to ask the Lord, God, what is this scripture revealing about my spiritual brokenness? Because I'm a believer. I've been saved for, since, since I was a little girl. Um, I, I mean, some of you might know my testimony, but I, I mean, I, I, was, I grew up in church. Um, and then after I about middle school, I, I, I started to do what I wanted to do. I, I left the Lord. I, I wanted to, to go and, and hang out with my friends, to drink, to party. Um, and, and then God pointed me back to him. I, I, I got saved. I rededicated my life at 15 and, and then, um, 16, I got diagnosed with cancer and I was like, man, what's going on? The Lord healed me. Amen. And, and then, um, I've been serving Christ. Amen. Amen. He is a healer. Um, and, and so, but, like I said, as believers, we always need the gospel. We always need the gospel. And now I am, I'm 26 and I'm here and I'm, I'm like, God, I just read the scripture and why is it irritating me? <laughs> I'm going to be honest, right? Why? Okay. Why do you want me to keep looking at the scripture? And I'm like, I, so Jesus is like, read it again. And I'm like, okay. So I read it again. And, and, and then he says, Des, I want you You've been learning how to, what, what it means, the, the role of scripture in, in your life. Okay, so I want you to apply it to this. So I'm like, God, why does this irritate me, man? And, and, and so, so I'm going to just read to you a little bit of what I wrote. Um, and I said, at times it can be hard to love one another. Even the people I should be loving, like family and friends, um, just people in general. I don't always want to, quote unquote, love one another. 
It's so hard, um, especially when I think of hurts, right? When you think of loving someone, I want you to think of, of someone that maybe has hurt you. Maybe someone that has betrayed you. Maybe someone that has um, denied you or abandoned you, okay? Um, so I'm thinking about, okay, I think of hurts. I think of expectations that were not met. Expectations that I put on people, on my own self, okay? Um, I think of friendships that can be one-sided. I think of, 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 of all of these things, but man, this command that Jesus is telling the disciples, that he's telling them, you know, it's showing me, Jesus started showing me how easily I can fall short. How easily I fall short of loving one another, even though I am seasoned in the Lord and I love him passionately. He's showing me, hey, that little part of you right there, that's broken. And I want to fix that. And the Lord, that, that's what scripture is meant to do. It's meant to expose with those little cracks in your heart because he wants to fix it. He doesn't want to leave you like that. And, and, and so then instead, I said, I actually feel quite opposite. I can feel bitter. I could feel dislike. I could feel irritated, disappointed, let down, angry, resentful, 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 sorry, um, sad. Um, and, and so I'm thinking about all of these things and I'm like, man, I am spiritually broken. This part of my life is broken. And, and, and I'm like, how do I fix it, God? Because <laughs> I have no idea how to fix it. And, 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 I start, and then I ask myself that second question. Well, how does this, how does knowing where I'm at, how does it lead to the redemptive work of Christ? Because that's what scripture is supposed to do. It's supposed to point you back to Christ. So I'm like, man, God, this is what I'm feeling. Now, how... How does, how does this link back to you? And so now I'm, I, I start reading the word, okay? And, and, and if you go, let's look at John 14 um, verse, well done, <laughs> uh, verse 23. It says, Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. The, wasn't, the one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. The words that you hear is not mine, but it's from the Father who sent me. So now I'm like, man, God, I cannot and I would not choose to love one another. If it was up to me, if it was my choice, I wouldn't choose that. But your word, your word is saying that, Jesus, you are saying that if I love you, then I need to follow your commands. Okay? And, and I need to keep your word. And, and so... I'm like, okay, God, this is what your word is saying to me. Your word is revealing areas in my life that I need you because I don't know how to handle this. And have you ever been in a situation like that? Or, or maybe there's friendships, maybe there's relationships in your life that are broken. And, and, and there's things that have happened. But man, when you read the scripture and, and, and this, this scripture, like I said, it, it made me think about where I am spiritually. And it, but it pointed me back to the Father. Because if you go on and you read it a little bit more, um, he says in John 15, chapter 1, he says, I mean, John 15, verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. 
just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. So neither can you unless you remain in me. Verse five, I am the vine. You are the branches, the one who remains in me and I in him who produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. So now as I'm reading this, the Lord is saying, you're right. You can't do this by yourself. You can't learn and you probably wouldn't choose to love someone. You probably wouldn't choose to, to bring someone back into your life. You'd probably, you wouldn't choose that. But guess what? If you, were, if you remain in me, I will help you. So if you remain in Christ, then he will help you in those areas where you don't understand. He will shepherd you in those things. And I begin to ask God, God, can you shepherd me? I need you to shepherd me. I need you to help me in this area because I don't understand. And, and so his word is speaking truth. And when you begin to read the word like that, his word, his word begins to, to come alive and it begins to pierce your heart, but it leads you back to the father. And, and, and so not only does it lead you back to the Father, but it reminds you of what Jesus did for you. Because like I was saying a little earlier, in chapter 13, it was talking about how Jesus predicted Judas's, Judas's betrayal. Okay, Jesus predicted Peter's denial. And then through this conversation, he starts telling them that when the hour comes, you guys are all going to scatter. You guys are all going to leave me. But then he says, yeah, in verse 32 of, of I believe, I think it's uh, 16. He says, look, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me. Yeah, I am not alone because the father is with me. So I, I'm, I'm sharing this only because God is doing, started doing inventory on my heart. Okay. And, and, and I started re- thinking, man, God, how come I don't allow people to come close to me? in my friendships, in, 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 in certain aspects of my life. And, and, and the Lord, like I said, he began to reveal those things to me as of, or how come certain things irritate me or, or oh, little things like that. And, but it pointed me back to Christ. And, and he, then he started showing me what Jesus went through, what his son went through, how even though Jesus was betrayed by Judas, right? Even though Jesus, he knew what Judas was going to do. He knew what Peter, that Peter was going to deny him. He knew that the disciples were going to scatter, yet he still chose to come close to them. He, he still chose to have relationship with them. Despite knowing what they were going to do, he still chose to be vulnerable. He still chose to love them. And, and, and it points back to, I can't do anything by myself, but the Lord can, and he can shepherd me through it and he can shepherd you through it. He can shepherd you through those hard places where you just feel like I can't do this. Right. And, and, and so I cannot, and I typically would not on a daily basis or even in my own self, I wouldn't choose to love people. I wouldn't choose to love even people that have hurt me or, or, or anything like that. I wouldn't choose that. Instead, I would probably insulate. I'd probably barricade myself. I'd probably and those and the Lord started showing me, yeah, you, you do do those things, Des. And that's why I'm revealing them to you. <laughs> and 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 then he's 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 I wouldn't do those things, right? Naturally, I would take the route that's comfortable. And I'm like, God, well then he starts digging deeper and he starts saying, "See, you want to control who's in and out of your life because it's a comfort for you." And 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 
as I'm feeling in control, that can be a root. Well, let's get under the root of that. That can be a form of pride, right? That can be a form of pride. That can be a form of, you know what? I, I think I know better than the Lord for me. But Jesus is saying, love one another. <laughs> He's clearly telling them. And it's it's funny. You count the times that he's saying that through through these these um, these scriptures right here in John, he says that command three times. He tells them to love one another, and then they'll they'll know that that you're my disciples. He says that three times in the book of John, and I wouldn't typically choose to love one another. Okay, and 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 but look, the father, the father sent his son. Jesus didn't go willingly on the cross. He went obediently. He went obediently. He, he followed the commands of the Lord, of the Father, and, and, and he obediently obeyed him. And, and despite the things that was going to happen to him, despite him knowing he still chose to have dinner with, with, with the people that would betray, deny, and abandon him. Because he loved them. And he demonstrated that. He demonstrated that and if he demonstrated that and if the father's living in me then he's going to give me help to do that and guess what the father's living in you if you're saved and you have Jesus in your life as Lord and Savior the things that you may not be able to do on your own he's going to help shepherd you through those things and he's going to give you his strength so that you're able to to do the things that man I couldn't do that I wouldn't be able to do that and and if I love Christ, if we love Christ, do you love Christ? Amen. Well, then John 14, 23 says, if I love Christ, I will keep his word. So when it's hard, when it's tough, when when those things in your life begin, begin to, to get a little difficult, remind yourself, if I love Christ, I will keep his word. And his word says to love one another. His This is what his word says. And you know what, God? My flesh might not be saying that. My hurt might not be saying that. But I'm going to obediently choose to follow your commands because you're living in me. And when you welcome the Father with obedience, he begins to reveal Jesus in a way that, that you you probably didn't understand before. And that's what the Lord began doing for me. He began showing me like, man, look what Jesus did. He knew what was going to happen. He, he knew and he showed me, he shows us that it could be done. He gave up our son for the, the one that he loved and he showed us how to love. And so if there's a relationship, if there's, you might not hate somebody. And I'm not saying I have a hate problem with someone. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. But you know what? There's some little crevices in my heart that, that aren't still dealt with. And that scripture, because I was able to ask, what does this really reveal about my brokenness? He began to show me. And then he began to show me through the life of his son that Jesus, it was hard for Jesus. He knew what Peter would do. You know, John 13, 36 through 38, he starts telling Jesus, what's, you know, Peter, you're going to de- deny me before the crow, you know, before before the crow crows three times. Um, I can't get that. <laughs> Not the crow. Before the rooster crows three times, the crow. Sorry. Um. He knew that he would deny him. He knew that Judas would betray him in 13, 21 through 30. He starts talking about how Jesus, Jesus starts talking about like someone's going to betray me. It's the person that dips their bread in the, in, 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 
in in the the water or the dish. I'm sorry. Um, he knew. He he knew. He predicted betrayal. He knew everything was going to happen. But he still chose. He still chose to love them. He still chose to sit with them. He had every right to feel every type of emotion. He had every right to feel low, insecure, ashamed, dumb, unworthy as he was denied by Peter. He had every right to feel cheated on, not good enough, let down, not valued as he was betrayed by Judas. He had every right to... Jesus had every right to do that. He had every right to feel bitter, mad, scared, anxious, forsaken, disappointed, discouraged, depressed, mad, angry as the disciples scattered that night. Every right to. He foreknew what was going to happen. He felt every emotion. He feels those things that you're going through because he felt it himself. Yet he still showed that it could be done. He still showed that. He still showed that. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love one another because this command that I'm giving you, I am modeling it for you so that you know that in me, you will have strength to carry this out. And he didn't choose to leave and, and, and to look at life through that framework of broken trust, of insecurity, of, 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 of disloyalty. He chose to keep the father's commands. He obediently followed to the point to the cross. And J Jesus wasn't only obedient to the cross. His whole life was obedient. He was perfect. He was perfect. And he did that for us, guys. Like, does that pierce your heart? I'm like, man, Jesus, you died for me? I don't understand why you would feel like, why you would go through those things for me. I'm such a sinner. But you did it for me. And I'm like, man, God, you're so good. He is so good. And, and he exposes the lies, the things that you might not think like, Jesus doesn't feel that. Yes, he does. He fills your heart. He fills what you go through because he went through that to the cross. Amen. That's, that's the God we serve. He sent his son for us. So he, he felt denial by Peter. He felt betrayal by Judas. And he felt abandonment, abandonment from the world, from his disciples, the very core, those 12 that went with him everywhere, that healed, that cast out demons. He felt those things and he understood it but you know what he still chose to demonstrate love for us he still chose obediently so that we could have access to the father he remained in the word he re he remained in the father's word and he re he demonstrated christ-like love and man it's like god you're so good and and i'm like man lord you chose to open up to them to be vulnerable in front of people that would deny, betray, and abandon you? I know some people that maybe have done that to me. I'm pretty sure you know some people have done that to you. <laughs> but you know what? He knew. He knew that, you know what? I love them anyway. And, and he chose to let them know the real him. You can't do work. You can't do life alone as a believer. You got to let people in on your life. That's a, that's why Jesus is like, love one another. You're going to need one another to, to encourage one another. And, and, and I, I, I just was like, you know, God, why did you choose to do all those things? Why did you choose? I would have cut them out. That's my flesh talking. Right. <laughs> and, and Jesus, as I was asking him that, 
I felt like he said, because they're broken. Because they're broken, Des. And guess what? My son followed my commands and he made a way for you. I, and then, and this is, the Lord started speaking and, 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 and he began to say this to me. He said, I did this so that you could really know that I felt every single thing you have felt or feel, the humility, the vulnerability, broken trust. I experienced this so that you can know that I am not a God that is so high up that cannot understand or resonate with you. Amen. That's Hebrews 4.15. We have a God that sympathizes with us, that knows and shares in our weaknesses. He knows that. And, and, and it's like, God, he's saying, I did this so that you can know how humanity in itself is broken. Broken people. And, and apart from me, you can't do anything. But with me, I will help you. I will teach you my ways. I will counsel you because he, Jesus promised them the Holy Spirit and he promises us the Holy Spirit. I will help you. I will shepherd you in the things you don't really understand. I'll shepherd you in these, these emotions, these feelings. I will show you how to process this, process this. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, I will help you. I will preserve you. The Lord is saying, I will preserve you. I will help you. I will counsel and shepherd you if you ask the lord god i don't know why is this still in my heart guess what i need you to shepherd me lord i need you to help me i can't figure it out he will do it because he is faithful he is faithful and 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 he's saying i will teach you how to love again maybe you've been in that situation you've been broken we're all broken but like me as i that that scripture began to expose the the things in my heart that were broken but the Lord is saying, I will teach you how to trust again. And maybe he's saying that to you guys, uh, to all of us tonight. I'm going to teach you how to trust again. I'm going to teach you how to believe again, how to be vulnerable again. I'm going to teach you my ways. That's what Psalms 86, 11 says. It says, teach me your ways, Yahweh. It, it, that's what it says. And it says, remain in me. Well, in John, remain in me and, and my word, and I'll remain in you. So I encourage you to... Ask to learn to trust again. Ask him to help you believe again. Ask him to help you be vulnerable again. Because he will teach you how to do those things. He will teach you. And all of this, I was able to do because I began to ask the right question. What does this reveal about my brokenness? What does this scripture reveal about my heart and how does it lead back to you? And it's like, wow, God, he began to reveal himself and he will reveal himself to you when you begin to really dig into the scripture and know scripture is not meant to just be Christianity behavior management one-on-one. -on -one. It's meant to pierce a heart and to always change and transform our lives. And if you let it do that, he he will shepherd you through those things that you don't understand because he's good and he's faithful. And um, I, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I, what I wanted to, to share with you guys um, tonight. And does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. Amen to the Lord Jesus. <laughs> um, but I really encourage you. I mean, those questions help me to dig deeper into the deficiency of my heart and 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 the deficiency of my behaviors and where where I'm lacking, but it pointed me back to Christ. So I, I pray that the you would begin to ask those questions too, so that it helps you. 
Um, and so, so that's it. So we're gonna, um, we're gonna close. So if, if we can get the lights and let's all um, stand to our feet, and the worship team can come up. Um, we're just 